Yes, Lord Jesus. We bless and exalt your name for who you are. We declare this afternoon, O oh God, that we are desperate for you. We are desperate for your love. We are desperate for your mercy and your intervention, O oh God, in our lives. In our affairs, Lord, we need you. We are lost without you, O oh God. Out of your presence, O oh God, we are rejected. We are forsaken. We cannot see any hope and future. It's a reason we declare and we mean it in our hearts that we are desperate for you. To seek you, O oh God, to walk with you yes. and to share in your goodness. Yes. We ask that, Father, you'll be glorified in our midst. That as we call upon your name, O oh God, yes. you'll come through for us. Yes. You'll restore hope to the hopeless. You'll wipe away our tears yes. and connect us to your will. That your name will be lifted high above all other yes. names. Our Lord Jesus, that your name, uh, every knee shall bow. Every tongue yes. confess that your Lord yes. to the glory of your name. Yes. A lot has happened in our lives, O oh God. Yes. A lot has happened in our work, O oh God. A lot has happened in our families. It's only you, O oh God, that can make a difference. We are lost without you, O oh God. We need your presence, Jesus. We need your favor, O oh God. We need your intervention, Lord Jesus, that you reach us out. That your name will be honored and glorified as we worship you, as we praise you. Lord, you'll be glorified in our midst. You'll make a way seems to be no way, O oh God. We have come before you, not trusting in our own goodness, but in your mercy that you come through for us, O oh God. Some of us, O oh God, we are challenged in many ways. Some of us, oh God, we have lost hope. Some of us, oh God, we are waiting patiently upon you. Yes. Lord, may you come through for us. Yes. We want to repent of our sins. For we have sinned, oh God, yes. and fallen short of your glory. We ask for your mercy that you forgive us. You will cleanse us and connect us to your will. Beloved, may you open your heart as you ask for God's mercy, confessing your sin, repenting to God, and asking for his mercy. For God's presence will never dwell in a vessel that is wicked and sinful, but every vessel that admits sin, confesses it, and repents. The presence of God comes through. Yes, the righteousness of God is the portion of those who repent and ask for his mercy. For the Bible declares that if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But when we confess our sin, our God is faithful and is just forgive us and cleanse us and renew us for his love. Though we have sinned, we admit that we are sinners. And we accept that, Lord Jesus, we are out of your presence. And we need you to bring us back. In our thoughts, in our words, in our actions, we have not praised you. We have not honored you. We have not obeyed you. Lord, forgive us as individuals. Forgive us as families. Forgive us 
as a church forgive us oh God as a community forgive us as a nation forgive us as the nations of the world that Lord you will be glorified for we have heard your voice and we have rejected you we have kept in our rebellion oh God we return to you for mercy we return to your God that you'll accept us we return to your God that you make a way for us where there seems to be no way. And Lord God, you promise forgiveness to those who truly repent of their sins. May you forgive us. May you cleanse us. And may you renew us. And as forgiven children of God, let us pray for his mercy and for his intervention. Lord, we pray for your mercy upon our lives. For your mercy, O oh God, that as we come in your presence, those who are here physically, those online, that your presence, O oh God, will reach them out and make a difference. That, Lord, you touch them, restore them to the greatness of your name. Let your will be done and your name be praised forever. Let your name be lifted high above all other names, O oh God. And, Lord Jesus, at your name every knee shall bow. Oh God, and every tongue will confess that you are Lord. We come to you, Jesus. May you accept us. May you renew us. May you restore us. That Lord God will submit to your will. As we obey your voice and your name. Will forever be honored and glorified. Silence all other voices and let only your voice be heard. Lord Jesus, purify me to be a holy vessel to bring forth your word. Yes, Lord, thank you for such a wonderful time and such opportunity to be in your presence. That, Lord, you'll be glorified forever. Thank you, our God and our Redeemer, for there is none like you. In Jesus' name, our Lord, we pray. Amen. And amen. A mighty hand clap to Almighty God. Amen. It is worthy to be in the presence of God. Let us appreciate our wonderful choir. Thank you. Thank you so much, beloved, for allowing God to use you. And everyone who has come this afternoon. We want to bless the name of the Lord for this lunch hour. And as we come in the presence of God, I want to tell you that God is here to meet us at our points of need. My name is Reverend Moses Ahimbisiwe. And I will be sharing with you on this topic, Jesus, rejected by man and chosen by God. Jesus, rejected by man and chosen by God. Our reflection is from First Peter chapter 2, and I'll read from verse 4. First Peter chapter 2, reading from verse 4. Our reading is from first letter of Peter, chapter 2, reading from verse 4 to 11. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. Offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in scripture it says, See, 
I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone. And the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe, this stone is precious. But to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. And a stone that causes people to stumble. And a lock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message which is also what they were destined for. But you are the chosen people, a loyal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into wonderful lights. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Beloved, this is the word of God. Thanks be to God. We are talking about Jesus Christ rejected by man and chosen by God. And Peter brings it very clear to us to understand who Jesus is. Jesus is a true image of God. And in the Trinity, we understand that Jesus is the Son of God. In Jesus, God is revealed to us. In Jesus, there is redemption. And in Jesus, there is victory. Jesus is the revealed nature of God to bring victory to humanity. He is the Messiah, the Savior of the world. He is the one who came so that you and me can live and see the glory of God. But as Peter puts it clearly, Jesus is the stone that is rejected. Jesus came to the world and the world rejected him. He came as the light in the darkness, but the darkness rejected the light. I want to tell you, it is very painful to be rejected. Experience rejection is a painful thing. Jesus coming as a human being to redeem us and reconcile us to God. And behold, we reject him. Just imagine a situation where you are rejected, especially by those that matter in your life. Those that you have come to redeem. And those that you have come to save. Maybe in our context, you have been rejected by your parents. Or you have been rejected by your employer. Or you have been rejected by those that you love and live with. Rejection is painful and rejection hurts. In the nature of Christ, rejection to him was not so much painful to his body and his emotional being, what pained him was seeing the nation or the creation created to perish when God has provided mercy. When you reject Christ, you have rejected the mercy of God to be saved. And so it is a very, very challenging thing. Jesus 
is the true nature of God. And here Jesus is rejected. As a church, we come here and praise the name of the Lord. We serve him and we do whatever we can do. But when it comes to stand for the virtues, the biblical principles, we compromise. I want to assure you that however much you have received Jesus Christ, when you compromise the virtues of the Bible, the principles that we are taught to live with, you have rejected Christ. You are a young person or in your own affair or career, and here is an opportunity for you to stand for integrity, and you choose to compromise that integrity, you have rejected the mercy of God. You want to cover up so that people can accept you. God in heaven is watching. We live in the world where we are only praising the world, but not praising the one that has created us to live for him. So rejection is the refusal to do what is right and walk in the right path that will lead you to victory. It is very unfortunate that many of us will live a life of pretense, a life of hypocrisy, and a life of compromise. So Jesus is rejected, and whoever rejects Christ rejects the mercy of God. So it is for our good that we must acknowledge who Christ is and accept him and walk with him. In the gospel of Mark, we see that Jesus was rejected in his hometown. And this context is about his teaching. And when he was rejected, he went out teaching to other people who were willing to listen. Because they could not imagine they do not look at God who called him and instituted him to be a vessel to reconcile the world. They looked at him as a son of a carpenter. They undermined him. Many people will look at you and they will undermine you maybe because of your size, maybe because of your age, and sometimes because of your tribe, and sometimes because how you speak and the things you do. But I want to tell you, the God who created you will never reject you. So when they rejected Jesus, it did not stop him from what he was supposed to do. He went out to those who could listen and behold, he taught and they obeyed. They accepted him and they saw the mercy of God. The love of God was revealed to them and they walked with him. So Peter talks about Christ, who comes in the world to save the world, and the world rejects him. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and is precious to him. Jesus rejected by humans. The chosen one of God, the precious son to him. Jesus is God. And so precious to God because God's desire is to reconcile humanity to him. And behold, the humanity rejects Christ. The precious one to God. The one he loves most. And you are here in the world enjoying not knowing that your life will come to an end. Jesus Christ 
is the living stone. God puts to reconcile us. And therefore, we must accept to know him. We must accept to walk with him. And we must accept to follow him. Rejecting Christ is rejecting the mercy of God. And you lose out from what God has intended for you. Living stone. In other words, it is a stone. Jesus Christ lives and reigns forever. Is not here today. And tomorrow, he will not be there. Even when he was rejected by humans, he is chosen by God. God himself chose him and is so precious to him. So Jesus is so precious to God. And whoever accepts him then is of God. God instituted Christ as a vessel for salvation. To save us from the bondage of sin. The broken nature of the world. To be accepted by God. In our sinful nature. We needed a cleansing. And that is the blood of Jesus Christ. So it is through Christ. That we are made righteous. When we accept Christ. A stone that was rejected. The blood that he shed on the cross. Cleanses us and connects us to God. And there is no any other way to the Father except through Christ. You can never get to God without Christ. It is not by your own action and your effort. Everyone who pretends to be good, that your good effort, your good deeds can earn you salvation, you are only wasting time. What earns our salvation is the mercies of God when we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior. When you choose Christ and accept him and open your heart and say, here I am. There you'll have accepted the chosen and living stone. The chosen of God. The living cornerstone that stands out forever. And behold, whoever falls on this stone will break into pieces and whoever this stone falls upon will also break into pieces in other words there is no any power beyond christ above christ and under him everything is made complete in him the bible says those who trust in him will never be put to shame praise the name of the lord those who trust in him will never be put to shame. Look at verse 6 in 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 6 says, For in the scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and a precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Praise the name of the Lord. Peter makes it so clear that Jesus lives and reigns forever. He is the chosen one of God and we must accept him. And those who accept Christ and trust in him will never be put to shame. Why? Because Christ lives and reigns forever. He owns you and he minds about your life. Your future is in his hands. 
He is the one that is so precious to God. And with him, we are accepted by God. With Christ, God accepts us. And he makes a difference in our lives. So the spiritual transformation that we desire in this world, to be people with a difference, happens when Christ comes in the picture. So without Christ, there is no life and there is no victory. It is through him that we can stand and we are accepted. The world will reject you. But God says, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. Because you are mine. You belong to me and I mind about you. Christ minds about us. And he understands our weaknesses. I'm not saying that you should praise your weaknesses. You keep in sin. Bring your weaknesses and your sin to the cross of Jesus. And Jesus will accept you. Jesus will revive you. And he will take away your shame. Praise the name of the Lord. Those who trust in Christ will never be put to shame. Why? Because on the cross, he paid the debt. That shameful death he died on the cross was for you and me that when we accept him and when we are in him, we can live to see his glory. Jesus Christ, the cornerstone, rejected by humans but accepted by God. I wish God can remove a veil on our faces that we see the power that is in Christ, the glory of God, the radiance of God that is in Christ that comes to us in the world that will see him and accept him. Those that have lived in their own life, their own ways without Christ, that they will see his love and his mercy. We'll have a, 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 a wonderful community in the church in the nation and the nations of the one if all of us can see the glory of god then we live with the fear of god there will be nothing like hating one another rejecting one another and fighting and killing one another when that veil is removed from your face and you see the glory of god then that breaks all the barriers many of us we are tied in our religions we are tied in our tribes. We are tied in our careers, in our professionals. And we think we are up there or under there. And we cannot associate with other people. In Christ, we are one and we are all equal. It does not matter how educated you are. It does not matter how old you are. In Christ, we are all children of God. Saved by his love and his mercy. And he wants us to walk with him, to trust in him and lean on him. So this living stone or cornerstone is Christ himself. It is the sword log where you stand and you are safe and secure. In Christ we are safe and secure. And therefore we must accept him and walk with him. In Christ you are redeemed. And in Christ... You are granted victory. This cornerstone is where our hope is. Christ is our hope. And Christ is the hope of glory. So we must love him. We must trust him. And we must walk with him. For us 
to see the glory of his name. Why do the humans reject Christ? Number one is because of rebellion. Number two is because of ignorance about the power and the purpose of Christ. The reason he came, the Messiah, to save. And number three is because of the selfish ambitions, the greed of human nature keeps us away from Christ. We want this and that. That's why there is a lot of corruption in our nation and the entire world. There is a lot of bribery. There is a lot of wickedness because we think that whatever we are doing, we want to feel our thirst and our hunger that can never be filled. And as we sunk without Christ, we are lost. Everyone that has rejected Christ as living in this nature is totally lost and needs the mass of God to be found. The chosen one of God. Jesus Christ is chosen by God because of the three people. Number one, the lost. Number two, the least. Number three, the left. Those are the people Christ comes to save. God chose him so that those who are lost can be found and be saved. He was chosen so that those who are least can be picked up and see the glory and the mass of God. He was chosen so that those who are left behind can be brought at the same level. Jesus is the equalizer. With Christ, we are all equal. The cornerstone that is so precious to God, who equalizes us, and those who trust in him will never be put to shame. In him we have victory. In him we can overcome. And in him everything is possible. With Jesus everything is possible. You may be there. You have waited for long. You have no job. And maybe you are waiting upon God for a spouse. Maybe you are waiting upon God for anything. I want to tell you, as it is declared, those who trust in the Lord will never be put to shame. You only need to persevere. You need to endure. And you need to stand firm. Do not give up. Stand and trust in him. Verse 7 says, Now to you who believe, this stone is precious. But to those who do not believe, the stone that builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Praise the Lord. To those who believe, this stone is precious. Those who believe, Jesus is precious. Jesus is the precious Lamb of God that brings salvation to humanity. If you have known Christ, if you have accepted Christ, I want to tell you, you have made a right decision. And this Christ is so precious to God. And so in him we become precious to the Father. We are accepted by God to live for him. And God makes a difference in our lives. But to those who have rejected him, it is also made clear that he has become a cornerstone. In other words, even if you have rejected him, you have nothing to do about him if only you can accept and walk with him. Your rejection, your rebellion and disobedience 
can never take away the power of God to save humanity. So it is you to make the right decision. To accept him and walk with him. In verse 8 we are told that a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message which is also what they were destined to. This stone, the cornerstone, Jesus Christ, when you reject him because of disobedience, you will stumble in this world. However much you may think you are safe, you may be earning a lot of money, you may be rich materially, but I want to tell you time will come and you'll cry. You need a savior. For you are destined to be saved and reconciled to God. Who is the one who chose you? We are the chosen people of God. A loyal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. God's intention for humanity was to live with him and share in his goodness. But because of sin, we are separated from God. And Jesus Christ comes to be the bridge. He is the savior. When you repent, he forgives your sins. And you are, you, are, you are reconciled back to God. And so when we get back to God, we become so precious to him. And he puts his favor and anointing upon us. And that's why we are a loyal priesthood. People chosen by God. A holy nation to fulfill his purpose. Why did God create you and me? Is to serve him and serve his people. Fear God and serve him. That is the message. Why you and me, we are alive. And in Joshua chapter 24 verse 14, he says, Fear God and serve him with all your heart. Serve God wholeheartedly. Without any reservation or expecting anything. So we are called to love God and serve him. To accept the chosen one of God. Not to be like those that have rejected him and disobeyed him. So God's mercy is to us who have received Christ. And those that are yet to make a decision. In verse 10 as I conclude, it says once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Praise the name of the Lord. In our disobedience and rebellion, we were not even the people of God. We are not a people, a chosen nation. But now we are the people of God because of this cornerstone. Jesus Christ that is chosen of God and rejected by people. We are a people of God because we have accepted him. Because we have known him and we have made a decision to walk with him. We are made children of God when we accept Christ. For those who believed in him, he gave them the right to become his children. Once we had not received mercy, we were condemned by our sin and our action. But when Christ came, the mercy of God came to us. So we receive mercy of God through the blood of Jesus. So accepting Christ brings the mercy of God. So for you to experience the mercy of God and his love, 
then you must accept Christ. You must choose to accept Christ and walk with him, the precious cornerstone chosen by God. Don't be like those that have rejected him and you perish. Be like those that have accepted him and they are saved and they have received the victory over the affairs of the one. The three enemies that fight believers or humanity, the world, the flesh, and the devil. And in Christ, we conquer these enemies. And by his love and mercy, we see his glory. Why are you living? Have you ever wondered the reason you are existing in this world? And where you'll be at the end of this life? I want to tell you today you are here, tomorrow you'll be no more. Better prepare your life where you'll be in the love and the mass of God. The one who has created you. The one who loves you. And the one who owns you. He wants you to live with him and share in his goodness. To be a chosen people of God. A loyal priesthood. A holy nation. God's special possession. You must be in Christ Jesus. If you reject him, you have rejected his mercy. If you accept him, you have accepted his mercy. Let us stand as we pray. And as we pray, I want you to reflect on your personal life, how you have walked with God. And if there is anything that comes out, that shows rebellion and disobedience. I want you to repent and ask for God's mercy. And if you have not accepted Christ, it is an opportunity for you to accept him and receive his mercy. And if you have taken the mercies of God for granted, it is time to call upon his name. That you'll be saved and you'll be redeemed. Father, in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus, we thank you. For you are God of love and God of mercy. God who forgives us and who cleanses us. We accept that, Lord, we have sinned and fallen short of your glory. And we ask for your mercy. That you forgive us and cleanse us, O God. In our words, O God, we have not pleased you. In our actions, we have not pleased you. And Lord Jesus, in our thoughts, have mercy and redeem us. A chosen people, a holy nation, a people created for your glory and to receive your mercy. Have mercy upon us. Forgive us and redeem us that your glory will be seen. Let your name be exalted above all other names. That Jesus, at your name, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that you are Lord. Lord, we want to bring our affairs before you this afternoon. We are not like those that have rejected you. We are those that have accepted you. And we know that whatever we desire, Lord Jesus, is made complete in your presence. And so, Lord, we open our hearts that you come through for us. We ask for your healing upon our lives, O oh God.
that you stretch your mighty hand and heal us, O oh God, from every sickness, from every infirmity, from everything, O oh God, that takes away our peace and joy. Some of us, we are physically sick, emotionally sick, spiritually sick. We need your healing and deliverance that you restore us your will and break every bondage, every yoke, every hand of the enemy and make a way for us. Lord, we ask for your mercy in our lives, O oh God, that Lord, you intervene and make a way, Father. May you wipe away our tears. Many of us, we are challenged. We have nowhere to run to. We have nowhere to go. Lord Jesus, only to come in your presence that you'll save us and redeem us. May you save us and redeem us, our God and our Father. May you save us and redeem us, our God and our King. May you save us, O God, and make our way as seems to be no way. We need you, Father. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Savior. We need you, our Redeemer. We need you, our God. We need you, our King. Be glorified and exalted, our Master. Be glorified and exalted, our King. Be glorified and exalted that this afternoon, Lord Jesus, will see your glory. May you come through for us. Beloved, you know where you need God's mercy. You know where you need God's intervention. Open your heart and your mouth and call upon the name of the Lord. He will come through for you. He will redeem you. He will save you. He will deliver you and connect you to his love and his mercy. Thank you, our God and our King. For there is none like you, Jesus. There is none like you, our God and our Master. May you come through and meet us at our points of need. Let your glory be seen and your name be praised forever. That in your God will be victorious. Yes, Lord. We are not like those that have rejected the mercies of God that is in Jesus Christ. But we are like those who trust in you, Father. And as you have declared that those who trust in your God will never be put to shame. Our hope is in you. And Lord God, we know that we'll never be put to shame. That Lord Jesus, you'll come through for us. You'll grant us victory. You'll save us and redeem us. Redeem us, O God. Redeem us, O Savior. Redeem us, our King. And make our way as seems to be no way. Let your glory be seen. And your name be praised forever. May you meet us at the points of need, O God. May you save us and redeem us, O God. Yes, Jesus, you are the precious cornerstone. The living cornerstone that lives and stands forever. May you make a way for us. May you revive us. May you redeem us. May you reconcile us to your will. May you show us your power, your glory, your mercy, and your favor. And all the glory and honor will be returned unto you. We worship you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, our Lord, we pray. Amen and amen.